Welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth podcast where we talk all things money. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to all things money. Uh, we'll give examples, we'll define concepts, and ultimately help you build wealth. Uh, I know what you're waiting for, man. Mm, of course, you know. Uh, I didn't think about one today, though. Oh. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something off the cuff here. Well. I'm just thinking. Now, let me think. We want, we want, okay, we want wealth and finance to be like your favorite pajamas. Pajamas, okay. You know, going back to clothes because okay. people like that. It's your favorite pair of pajamas, you know? Okay. You know that? I don't know if, if, if uh, you're like me, Van, but mm. I have this nice little shirt. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's a few holes in it. Okay. Hey, it's comfortable. It's probably still 98% you yeah, know, attack, yeah, right? yeah, I would say probably more like 70%, <laughs> but uh, my wife hates it, but okay. it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Do you do you share something You know, like that? actually, I don't, um, I recently had like a bunch of like junk that I just kind of threw out. So a lot of those shirts with holes I actually threw, threw out. <sighs> Good for you. But the funny thing is I actually have a friend who... Uh, he, he, he's similar to you, right? So yeah. he has a, a shirt with all these holes. So it probably gives, you know, your your wife some ideas here. Yeah. But like when he's sleeping or when she thinks he's sleeping, he, she just goes and just starts tearing the holes bigger what? and bigger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's messed up. Yeah. So then that way, you know, it's just. He's going to eventually get over it. But he, he's, he's still worth it. He's still worth it. Oh. <laughs> it's like a line right down the middle. Oh, my you know? goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but anyways, um, it is important to note here that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment. That's correct. And should not be misconstrued as official financial advice. That's right. Yeah. How's it going, man? It's going well. Yeah. Just, uh, just chilling with the holiday season. Yeah. And all that. How about yourself? Same here. Yeah. I've been seeing you, a lot of you. I know. Beautiful face. Oh, thank you. Oh, uh, must have been a pleasure. It's going to be yeah. some more so over the next uh, couple holiday yeah. weeks Man, that, so that turkey is pretty amazing though right that was mm -hmm. uh well done there man yeah so uh, just to let you guys know so we we have a we create the turkey every That's year right. and um usually uh, i have this big butterball fryer that we just dunk the turkey in and oh, it's good stuff and it's delicious mm -hmm. every single time mm -hmm. yeah mm -mm -mm. yeah that's good stuff man mm -hmm. well done well done the tradition continues as exactly I say. yeah <laughs> but uh well it's good to be back doing this. Uh, we're, we're trying to pump out a few more episodes uh, before the end of the year, of course, um, as the holiday season's coming up. But as the breaks come up, we have a little bit more time. So yeah. uh, we're excited to be back um, and we're going to continue to power through the holiday season, uh, bringing you cheer of wealth and finance. All right. But I, I'm pretty sure, you know, I mean, when you open up your bank account, which I do during, the, you know, yes. during this time, I cry a little bit. Yes, of <laughs> course. Uh, we all do. Mm -hmm. We all do. But hey, you know. It's good stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm glad, um, you know, looking for the present you're getting me. Oh, yes. Mm, just yes. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, any uh, case, we are going to... It's not me getting it. It's Santa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Santa. So, by the way, um, I'm, I'm letting I'm Heather saying. know that Santa is real. Oh, so cool. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Good for you. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to be called by the school going, <laughs> Exactly. Why are you <laughs> ruining Christmas for so many people? Exactly. But she may tr start thinking like, hey, like, you know, because uh, we have a little fireplace in our house and she probably wants to remove like the grates so that, oh, so that way Santa Claus can get through it and all that. But, you know, I'm going to just tell her that, you know, Santa Claus, he, he can go through walls. So just it's, say, it's, hey, it's good. you know, uh, Santa Claus is, is smart now. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. He has uh, he has other ways. Exactly. So. He has little elves that can fit through the grate. But uh, Heather's pretty, <laughs> pretty smart cookie. 
I don't yeah. know, Van. I don't know how how long you can pull the wool over her. I eyes. think I think I could trick her for another year or two. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Well, that's a good segue into part two of what yeah. we're talking about today, right, Van? We're gonna um, basically continue the journey of a child and the costs associated with being a parent of that child. Mm-hmm. Uh, for folks who hadn't listened to the first episode, and I know we do, we're doing a lot of part one and part two because you know there's some really good stuff here, and we're trying to make these as digestible as we can. You know, we're trying to aim for around 45 minutes or so each episode we'll do our best to do that um, yeah, plus or minus 10. plus or minus yeah. 10 yeah and we don't want to yeah. you know get go into like two hours on an episode so we try to break them up yeah. um, so episode one we talked a lot about you know the cost of being a parent from basically the day it, they were born yep to into, like infancy right? infancy yeah right so this week we're going to talk a lot about toddlers and beyond but i know van you wanted to make a few disclaimers as well here right right so i mean since my kids i mean i'm only a parent up until toddler age so yeah. i mean that's that's really all i um that's my expertise but i mean quote unquote expertise right yeah. but when it comes to grade schoolers and teenagers and so forth i mean we're just gonna more or less take a stab at it i mean yeah. we have some ideas of what things are but i mean i'm sure like certain parents here who have kids you know for the last at least you know at least 10 years or so they're probably thinking like oh these guys don't know anything what a bunch of chumps exactly right um, so like, yeah but but the way you guys should see on those sections, the way we want to format it is, I think uh, we're going to pick Van's brain a little bit about how he would probably approach those years, mm. um, as well as talk a little bit about, <laughs> what are you, why, are you, why are you laughing? You, you have like some devious more. plans. <laughs> they probably find out that I am a bigger chump yeah. thinking that. <laughs> um, as well as just for me, obviously, come, contributing is, obviously, I don't have any children, so mm. not yet, at least. Um, right. And therefore, a lot of this is going to be a learning experience for me. Right. I mean... To that point, I mean, it's kind of, um, I mean, a lot of things that I say may sound ideal, but I mean, like, for instance, like when it comes to retirement, people would say like, you know, how, how can somebody afford to max out their 401k sure. or afford to do this and that with their money? And I'm thinking it is possible. It's just you have to look at, you know, what are your real needs and what are your, I mean, do, you, know, are, do you really want to, um, if you really wanted to max out your 401k, then you probably can, but yeah. it's just, you may have to take a, some sacrifice or a lot of sacrifices and so forth. And Absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of things that we're going to bring up are kind of are in the same vein. They may seem ideal, but I don't think they're unattainable by any yep. means. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then you might hear a little bit about uh, the names Heather and Eleanor, yes. which Van has dubbed as her his his daughters, yep. who, who are three and ten months. And ten months, yeah, right. Uh, three years old and ten months, old, yes, I should say. <laughs> um, so let's let's pick up where we were, Van. We were talking about basically the costs associated. Um, we were talking about like salary levels mm-hmm. impact to the uh, man and. And husband, uh, or sorry, man and man and, man and woman. Man, it could be man and husband. Man could yeah, be, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, what about when they're toddlers? You're you're definitely going through that now with Heather. Yes. Uh, what are some of the costs we should think about at this point? Okay, so at this point, you've really gotten rid of um, because it, right around two and a half was when uh, you know Heather was more or less potty trained. So at that point, we got rid of her diapers and any kind of like formula milk and things like that, right? Nice. But so those are no longer um, costs that are associated with Heather, right? Now the thing is, they do eat regular food at this point. So, um, but I would say that they typically eat, only eat like a fraction of what adults eat. I mean, for, uh, yeah. I know I know some kids who eat just as much as adults. Yeah. But uh, I would say in general, they should eat uh, you know just a tiny bit of what adults eat because their stomachs are still really small, right? Sure. So 
I would say, you know, um, there's going to be some cost with food, but a lot of times what we find is, you know, my wife and I would order some meal and then we would just, you know, give some to Heather and that's, you know, that whatever we give her is usually enough, right? If she, you know, Assuming she eats it, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just, uh, just FYI, she's a picky eater, but yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I you're, you're, you're well aware I know. of that. But I mean, it's not like, you know, but saying that it doesn't necessarily mean that our food costs have increased by any means because, um, at, you know, they, they just eat whatever we typically yep. anyways. So in some ways, it almost makes it, it could go down in cost because you're no longer paying for the the formula. Exactly. Much, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there are other things that goes, uh, other costs that increases as That's well. That's true. Okay. Um, but I would say that because, um, I mean, another way that you're also saving money is that this clothes size uh, as a toddler hmm. doesn't really change very much. Makes because sense. from in, when you're an infant, like within the first few months, I mean, you know, they change from like, you know, a little itty bitty baby yeah. to like, you know, big, big baby. Right. So, but with my, uh, with my daughter, um, Heather, she, I don't think she's really changed any clothes size for like almost like eight months now. Wow. Because she's been kind of wearing almost the same type of clothes. I mean, granted, her st- clothes are stretchy. Yeah. So, so it's, but it seems like she's still able to wear them per- uh, very comfortably still. That's good. So, I mean. So yeah. where, where are the costs coming? Because I feel like it's coming. Yeah, yeah. So uh, get ready, right? So again, uh, I mean, daycare is a, is a huge cost. Got I it. mean, I know that's something that everybody understands is a big cost. But I mean, I, I think for people who aren't parents yet, I mean, you'll be, you'll be kind of, you'll be shocked to hear what um, the cost look like. All right, lay it on me. All right. So, lay it on me. I mean, again, it's it's dependent on where you live, right? right. And it's dependent on this. Even within where you live, it, each school will have their own different tuitions and so forth. But in Orange County, um, Southern California, uh, the, what I've seen when we did our research was that infant care, um, under which means under two years old, is between $1,400 to $1,600 per month on average. Oh, man. Now, what I, I, I have to emphasize on average because some of my coworkers, they spend, uh, you know, either two, uh, like about $2,000 or a little more than $2,000 a month for the school that they take their kids to. Oh, my god! And then, um, uh, but also see, like, you know, other, um, other parents, you know, have, like, um, in-home daycares that they, you know, so certain, like, ho- uh, households, they convert um, their home into a daycare. And those are t- typically cheaper. And uh, I mean, they probably pay closer to like uh, less than fourteen hundred, but like for like a school that is at actual at a some kind of facility, um, fourteen to eight sixteen hundred, you know, is kind of average around wow. here. But again, it's um, and the crazy thing is, you know, there are wait lists for these type of things, so people are you know more than happy to pay. For, um, I wouldn't say more than happy, but more um, they're willing. more than willing to pay yeah. for this, right? It's pretty much a rent payment in some areas. Oh, huh? either rent or like I mean, if you, if you it, it, this could be your Porsche. Yeah, <laughs> you can have a really nice sense. fancy car with that amount of money that you're paying every month. And this is at infant care. Infant care, yeah. Infant care. Well, under, well, it's like under, I say under two years old, under but I mean, technically, okay. up to, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, that's the breakdown that I'm seeing. Now, does yeah. that change if it's uh, a little bit older? Yes. So when they're a little bit older, um, the, you actually pay a little bit, a uh, little bit less. So I would say when we did our research, um, like a toddler to preschooler, so anybody between, I would say two to five years old, um, it's roughly around a thousand to fourteen hundred a month. It's okay. On, so just on, a again, little bit cheaper. Yeah. On average though, right? On average. And this all depends on uh, whether or not your kid is potty trained or not. So usually if they're potty trained, uh, it's like an extra hundred dollars, one or two hundred dollars that they deduct. Ever, um, from that amount, but again, it's I mean, you know, some of my coworkers they still pay like eighteen to two thousand dollars for their kid. But I mean, granted, they're enrolling their kids into like kind of the Harvards and Princetons of daycares, right? So, I mean, it's usually some kind of Montessori and so forth. But so that makes sense. Um, so it's that's why they're paying that much. I mean, granted, I mean, I I we checked out those facilities before, and they're you know they're really good. I mean, they're 
um, you pretty much don't have to worry, you know, worry about anything there. And I'm sure they'll grow up, you know, fine and yeah. really well. I don't know if they'll become the next president of the United States or anything sure. like that, but it just seems that they're, um, I guess, they're, you know, they're, they tr- definitely, uh, you know, they definitely have a really strict, you know, curriculum and things like that that they teach. Whereas the daycare that my um, my daughter goes to is, like, I don't think there's a real curriculum, but there's kind of like a, uh, kind of some guidelines that they kind of teach my daughter at that at the school. But in general, I mean, but the thing is, I still think that she still has a lot of fun and she enjoys going there and, you know, she loves the teachers. So I, I just kind of want her to have like a more enriching environment where like she gets, you know, all the other facets of, yeah. you know, developing it as well. I'd like for you to talk a little bit about this part, Van. Sure. I know that uh, both Heather and Eleanor, uh, well, Heather definitely went through this. She mm-hmm. had, she was uh, taken care of by your father-in-law yes. or our father-in-law, right, yeah. um, for a time. But there was a real uh, deliberate decision to make sure that she goes to daycare. And talk a little bit about that thought process because I thought that was great. Sure. So for us, it was just, uh, it, it was, you know, we were really grateful that grandpa was able to take care of yeah. uh, Heather for the first two years. But I, I quickly realized that, you know, as Heather was more mobile and she was more, um, you know, getting into you know, more trouble and things like that, it, it just, you know, it, it was just too much for him. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure he could have done it, but it's yeah. just, you know, he's getting older and sure. he just probably wants to hang out with his buddies at the co- yeah. coffee shops and so forth. He's right? retired. Yeah. He's uh, retired. Folks who don't know. Yeah. Yep. So it's just that, you know, we felt like, you know, we, you know, his two, two years sentence is done so at that, oh, this is the master by the yeah way. the master yes but the master is not master with her granddaughter he's like <laughs> no, putty in her hands you, you know it's funny because you know he loves um i love the relationship yeah. because he he definitely grounds her quite a bit That's and right. he doesn't give her any free passes oh is that I mean, right okay. gra- grandma on the other hand gives her free passes all the time but yeah uh, grandpa I mean, he, he makes her work for things. So I, I actually love their dynamic. That's awesome. But I would say that, you know, after that, we just wanted to put her in, you know, plus like, you know, she, I noticed that she only got along with adults <laughs> and I yeah. want her to get along with other kids. Right. So, yeah. which is another reason why we wanted her to, um, you know, get into daycare where she's going to be exp- exposed to all these kids. I mean, granted, there's some negatives as well, right? Because there's germs and all that. But, um, but again, it's just to me, it's kind of been a very overall positive experience for both the parents and, and our daughter. Awesome. Yeah, yeah no, I appreciate you sharing that because I, I thought that that was always a great thing that you guys decided to do. Um, I'm assuming Eleanor will go through the same process, right? That's the plan, at least. Awesome. Uh, what about um, other costs? Are you starting to think about different costs at this point? Yes. That you didn't think about at uh, the like infant stage. Well, I mean, life. the only other costs that I that we pay uh, other than daycare and just like the normal day to day things um, like food and so forth are uh, really just the college savings. I mean, that's another por- already uh, thinking about college. Well, I mean, we've actually started um, uh, Ellen. I'm sorry, we started Heather's college uh, plan on the day she was born. Awesome. And then we started Eleanor's when she was still in, in the womb. So it was just, you know, it's just a conscious decision that because we wanted to be able to, um, I mean, the thing is right now, my wife and I, we have pretty decent incomes, right? So then, you know, we have the flexibility of putting more money here, but in the future, we we may not have that, you know, that luxury. So in the future, if we want to scale back, we can, because we've already saved up quite a bit in the beginning, right? So it's just allows us, you know, by saving a lot early, we can put in, you know, a little bit um, less than you would normally do. Because I mean, I I would hate to be the parent who starts doing this when their kids are, Maybe start high school. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's you know to, it's kind of like the retirement. Like the earlier you can do it, the better. And I know that you mm-hmm. from last week's episode, or actually I take that back, two weeks episodes mm-hmm. ago, we had talked about how you're using a 529 vehicle, which again, folks, we will 
promise we'll tackle, but basically for long story short, a investment vehicle for education purposes. Um, but you had also thought of talked about at that episode about using like a mega backdoor right there. Have you decided if you're going to make some changes there? I mean, we're still kind of on the fence, unfortunately, but I I felt that uh, my wife and I felt that we should at least wait till the end of, you know, make the decision at the end of the year because it's not going to move the needle very much if we, if we wait till like January or December. Okay. Perfect, Van. So I think now we are the the age train continues to roll down. <laughs> actually, oh, before we do that, yeah, more. for the for the five twenty nine. Um, actually, I I did do some research, and I mean, some people ask me personally, you know, how much do you, do you need to save, um, in your five twenty nine to be mm. able to afford college, right? Got and it. we know right. that college is like such, you know, it's I, especially when we went. Like I, I remember my tuition at UC Irvine was um, initially. It was probably like about a thousand per quarter initially, right? But then by the time I graduated, you know, you know four uh, actually four and a half years later, it was you know way more than that. I don't yeah. even remember what it was, but yeah. it was it was probably like at least double for yeah. sure. Right? Well, I went to UC Irvine a, a few years after, and then I by the time I left, it was already uh, thirty five hundred. Wow. Okay, so it was probably closer to like maybe so not three thousand, but probably like you know, maybe twenty eight hundred. Yeah. So it was yeah, it, it increased quite a bit. So again, um, I mean. The I, I found some data that shows like you know how much you should save to like be able to afford a private school and public school. But keep in mind that I mean these people they don't really they have they use kind of like some general like a fixed like interest inflation rate right that they apply. But I you know the way I see it is even within, when I was going to college that rate like spiked and dropped and spiked and dropped and it was just right. crazy right. So in any case um so the site I saw which uh, I'm going to include in the show notes said that for a private school you need to contribute about two hundred a month. And for a public school, you need to contribute about a hundred a month, starting you know for the next for assuming you're saving for eighteen years, yeah, to continue yeah. Com- continuously compound that interest exactly to be able to afford college exactly. Dang. I mean, it's just I mean to be honest, I think these are these two values are a little bit optimistic to, in my opinion because I don't know. Um, oh, you think it should be higher? I think it should be higher. Mm, yeah, interesting. I, I, my personally, I think it should be more like along the lines of. Uh, Maybe for a private school, like maybe like five hundred a month, yeah. And then for like a public school, maybe like three hundred a month, just to be safe, right? Yeah. But then again, with the five twenty nine, because I mean, again, we're gonna have this in another episode, but it's pretty limited in what you can use that money for. So it's probably it may be not a, a bad idea to not fully fund your college, um, you know, savings in this five twenty nine because it's pretty limited. Yeah. Got it. Like if you want to buy a car, right? I mean, it, it may not. You can't even you as of today at least you can't use yeah. it to buy a car. Yeah, and there's a penalty for taking it out. It for non-educational non expenses. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So anyway, that's that's all I want to say for five twenty nine. Yeah. yeah. No, it totally <laughs> makes sense. Um, awesome. So with that, then Van, I, now we're gonna enter some topics uh, and stages of life with which, uh, obviously, your daughters are not yeah. there yet. Right. So we're gonna be more spitballing here. But actually, if our listeners have a better like sense of this, I mean, feel free to chime in yeah. um, in in an email or uh, contact us through um, the website. I mean, yep. again, a, a whereaboutwealth.com. Got to right. plug that in sometime. Yeah, of course. But because again, you know, this is, you know, I would say I'm still a relatively young parent even though uh, I do have a toddler, but um there were these grade schoolers and teenagers, I mean, that's going to be, you know, new transitions for me. Yep. So, so and then obviously even more foreign for me, but yeah. Van and I were going to are going to do our best to just talk openly about our thoughts upon this, right. um, taking experience from our own childhoods about going through this yeah. time period as well. Hey, but uh, I think my childhood it would be a little, quite a bit different. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't because I don't think my parents would have sent me to music school. Well, you never <laughs> and know. Things like that. That's true. That's true. But 
but basically the next big chunk, right, uh, would be grade school, right? Correct. That's, yeah. that's the... Well, I, I call them grade schoolers, right? Grade so schoolers. I mean, there's toddlers and then there's grade schoolers. Basically, you're, you're talking about um, you know, your kindergarten till like maybe sixth grade. Uh, no, actually, it's kindergarten till like maybe... Uh, middle school, I middle school, right? Yeah. yeah, right, right before high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you? What are some of the costs that you are anticipating when uh, Heather gets that age? So, I I do anticipate doing more extracurriculars okay. because right now she does have swim class that's about a hundred dollars a month, uh-huh. and um, I would imagine that you know I don't know if we're going to continue swimming during you know when she's um, a grade schooler, but she, you know she may want to because she enjoys it a lot right now. Yeah, but I mean if she wants it, I mean I always <laughs> I always um had this fantasy that all my kids would be like black belts in like three different oh, mixed nice. martial arts <laughs> because That'd be awesome because I, I just i just wanted them to be able to defend themselves yeah. and things like that but i mean i know that's probably a pipe dream because they may not even want to do like karate sure. or aikido or whatever right so um it's probably not it won't, probably won't align with their interests so again i mean there's probably going to be some sports even though i'm not a real sports guy but i mean maybe music but yeah i would say that i mean you're if you're going to do any of these curricular activity extracurricular activities um you're looking at, at least 100 to 150 a month for each of these activities yeah right and um we're, so i mean it could be less it could be more but that's kind of what i anticipate and yeah. what uh, you know i've seen from my limited research so far and and time to mm-hmm. move like take them to those classes exactly and things like that right right i mean thank thank goodness for smartphones right yeah oh my goodness <laughs> yeah I, I could imagine like back in the days those parents who didn't have smartphones i mean they probably had like maybe a, a few magazines like some newspaper or that's that's about it right well i'll tell you what happened i have a story when i yeah. when, when i was a child and the smartphones weren't that crazy at the time mm-hmm. or even just cell phones I, I, my mom would have to guess where i was i told her oh, i was really? at the park at what time but one time she didn't pick me up so i took the bus home oh and so she obviously didn't know because i had no way to communicate it oh. and i literally was in the bus and she was driving the opposite <laughs> way and i was like oh crap oh, i'm gonna goodness. get a stern talking to when i get home so luckily yeah. she she you mean, came a, home. you mean a butt whooping yeah. Oh man, that was not a fun day. But yeah, no, totally agree wow. with you though. What about after school programs though, Van? So yeah, after school programs. So I mean, we at this point, I mean, I know they're going to an elementary school, and if you're going to public school, that's yeah, should be free for you, sure. right? But I mean, the thing is, a lot of like kindergarten. I di- I didn't know this actually, but kindergartners these days, um, it it, it ends at twelve uh, or twelve or uh, like around twelve p.m. Really? Yeah. So it's like they only go to kindergarten for like only a few hours, like maybe like three or four hours a day oh. max. And then like after that, it's, it's like, you know, what do you do? Do you go home, uh, take a long lunch, pick them, pick yeah. them up and then figure something out? But I mean, for people, for uh, many people who have, you know, both um, parents that work, um, there are these after school programs that either the school provides or you can even Got use it. your daycare. Actually, what I plan to do is I'm going to use the daycare that Heather's in right now and... You see, so they they care. They actually have their own after school program where they actually go and pick up the kid at the school and then bring them back to the daycare. And then you just you know whenever you're done with work, you go pick them up at the at the daycare. Wow! But the cool thing about the program that um that many after school program have um you can also even if let's say you go to work like really early, like yeah. let's say like you know uh, like seven thirty or whatever. Um, you can actually drop the kid off of the this after school program or, or that daycare really early, 
and they'll transport them to the to the school, and then they'll transfer them back from the school, and then you just go pick them up at the same daycare center. Oh wow! Yeah, so that I mean, not all of them provide that, but a lot of a lot of daycares, you know, some daycares provide that option. Got it. Yeah. And there's cost with that, obviously. Yeah. So I mean, I, I was when I was doing my research, it seems like I mean, it's not as high as daycare uh, because it, they only uh, watch them for a few hours a yeah. day, but it's about um, I I saw like it was on average between one fifty to three hundred per month. Got um, it. And again, it really depends on the location, right? Got it. Yeah, um, but I know that, uh, certain there are certain um, g- uh, like programs like Boys and Girls Club that you know uh, that could be potentially be government sponsored. So I mean, some of these costs could be completely waived sure. or like be very like you know minimal for yeah. you as well based on your income. But I mean, I know with Trump, it seems like he's trying to cut a lot of those programs. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of uh, which is really sad. It is right, but. So are, are you thinking then um, for Heather and or Eleanor for when they get to this age, are you thinking they'll do um, a mixture of that type of thing? They, they have to, they I have think. To, yeah. Either that or, I mean, we can always ask uh, grandpa yeah, to I was going to say, up. I mean, are you considering like grandpa, grandma? Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's an option. But I mean, I, I know with uh, these after school programs, they have like homework assistance and all that. And yeah. I mean, my wife and I, we get home pretty late. So it's like. We help them do their homework, and then we do, um, you know, the dinner and all that. And it's just, you know, just it's, it's going to be like, you know, really late before Got they go it. to bed. So I mean, again, I haven't figured out how all that mixes with our schedule. But I mean, again, I, I mean, I, I would love to help them with their homework too. You know, yeah. so it's just something that I'm missing out on. But it seems like with our current work schedule, it's going to be really tough. Got it. I mean, we barely have enough time just to bring them home, like, and ha- you know, have them uh, give them dinner and then go- yep. send them to bed. You know, it's, we barely have enough time for that. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, and then, what about private school? What about it? I mean, I, I would assume some folks, at, uh, when they think about private school, this might they might start at this age, right? right. Some of these. So, what are some of the uh, any thoughts on that cost? I mean, I don't think you're going that way, but I, definitely something I, I've uh, I know some folks go into, right? Right. So, I mean, with private school, I mean that. It's kind of a, technically daycares are private schools technically right I mean mm, because I I've, I've actually seen some daycares where when you uh, when you go to them they, they also they provide like um like your toddler daycare and then after toddler daycare they, you can go to K through eight oh, yeah K through eighth grade and then um, I mean they're not very common but they do some of those provide that and I would say that um it it seems like some of those costs were about like fifteen like between uh, about fifteen hundred a month roughly I mean it was really what I actually saw is very similar to like toddler daycare prices could be a little bit more could be a little bit less but it was kind of you know you know you could kind of expect to pay about the same as as daycare nice right but i mean these uh, private schools i mean they're really i mean it's i guess it depends on what your public school uh, looks like right i mean if you're in a bad public school and you have the 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 means to then i mean it's it's good to send them to private school but i mean if your public school is good enough or um, you know perfectly adequate or you know um something that you're comfortable with then yeah i don't see a, a reason to send them to private school cool yeah. anything else on that age range van i mean those are the ones that i could think of i mean yeah, i don't know if sure there's, there's probably any... plenty of other things but... right i mean uh, obviously if they're i mean talking about special needs i mean that's a whole nother subject sure. but i mean i don't i mean for a typical grade schooler i mean i can't really think of anything other than like toys <laughs> and and just like the, the basic necessities yeah all that right yeah perfect yeah. well let's move on to teenagers oh. uh, this will be the last <laughs> part that we're going to cover in terms of the age but this is the part that we're going to guess the most <laughs> because, but but in some ways van i would say you you have 
have quite a bit of experience in through your nonprofit work through Project Motivate, right? Correct. Which is, uh, you want to talk a little bit about what that was? Yeah. So um, there was a period about like about almost four years that I was volunteering in this um, mentoring program where we were mentoring um, Vietnamese uh, at-risk youth, mm-hmm. and um, these uh, these students were all high school students from so basically uh, ninth graders of uh, like fourteen to eighteen years of age, and um, yeah, we were. I mean, the thing is. Um, a lot of these kids, they were kind of, um, you know, I would say they were more on the um, low income side. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, which was kind of similar to where, what I grew up with. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, in that case, they, there wasn't, they didn't, they, they didn't really incur that many expenses, mm-hmm. right? I Whereas, see. like, I could anticipate with my daughters, um, you know, we're probably going to spend a lot more on like extracurriculars and like tutoring and you know possibly tutoring and things like that. I actually I hope they don't do tutoring because um, I hope because you know it's expensive. Well, not only is it expensive, but I'm thinking like, well, my wife and I didn't do tutoring, so you know they need to be smart enough to do it, right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Gotta get after it, right? But I mean, I know like for certain school districts, like you know, we live close to Irvine, right? Um, I mean, some some if you go there, like. um, like if you don't have uh, if you don't tutor or if you're not a genius then you're going to be at, yeah. a, at a real disadvantage yeah, uh, I hear you. versus other students but um, so i mean for teenagers yeah tutoring i would say is a pretty big expense right got it um i know some of my friends in in college actually were uh, part-time tutors and mm. i think they were paid like anywhere along the lines of between like on a low end was 25 an hour on a low low end and then on the high end was like 40 40 dollars an hour well and, my my little cousins right now who are teenagers are going through oh yeah tutor do you know I'm how much like, they pay I don't, mm-hmm. but I, I would not be surprised at that price point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I know my my aunt does do that, and I'm always like, oh, do they really need it? I feel like they're <laughs> I feel like they're fine. Oh, really? <laughs> but okay. to your point, it's always about keeping up and mm-hmm. making sure they graduate and all that type of stuff. Right. But, uh, but we didn't do that growing up. Either. Yeah, so I mean, it's did, like very foreign. Did you have tutor? Tutors? You didn't. Yeah, have, so you you were a smart cookie then. Yeah, no, <laughs> not really. I mean, it, it was just it wasn't a thing. A lot of my friends actually went to after school program. Okay. But a lot of times I felt like they didn't really. They were there just to hang out. Oh, you know, it wasn't okay. like a. It was more of an after school, not like a tutor. Like my cousins now, they actually have tutors that come to their house. Gotcha. Okay. And they literally are doing their homework and tutoring, so it's very gotcha. different. Yeah, um, because but, yeah. I I know like even with the um the mentor program we do have um tutoring uh, provided like once a once a week, uh-huh. but I mean for a lot of these kids, it's, you know, once a week is not enough because um I mean a lot <laughs> what would be interesting is they would kind of pile all their homework to do on that one day and you're just oh, like oh, yeah. just there's no how are you gonna do all this homework yeah. in the period of three hours right or a week's worth of homework in three hours, and um, the interesting thing that really um, this really like. It was eye opening for me because you know like when we were doing homework back in the days we would actually we would really need to read the book yeah and then like comprehend it and then do the yes. answer, question the answer yeah. answer the questions at the end of the book but these kids man like all they do is they they Google the, each question and they pop it up and then like yeah. so when I'm tutoring these kids I'm like. If you're going to do that, like, you know, you are not allowed to do that in front of me. Yeah. And they get all pissed off because they're like, man, man, like, you know, I just, you know, because to your point, all they want to do is just hang out. Yeah. And, and this is the best, this is the fastest way they can do their homework That's and so stuff. True. So, you know, I basically so force them to like read something. And then like with some of the students, I mean, they, you know, they may have certain like, um, like learning disabilities and so forth, right? So like I would even go and say, okay, the answer to, to your that question is within this paragraph. Oh. And then we would break it down to them. But awesome. I mean, but it's like, oh man, I just, that just really peeved me. Yeah. And so I really, I really hope my, I know my daughters are going to run into that, but if I catch them, oh, 
<laughs> Laying down I mean, the law, man. I mean, I won't smack them because <laughs> no, that wasn't meant to be a smack. Sorry, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like, mm. I'll take away their cell phone or something. I mean, yeah. something something worse, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta learn that. That's what happens with my cousins too. A lot of them just they just Google or yeah. they, they get cliff notes. I'm like, dude, you're not gonna. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but the ironic thing is, um, I mean. Even when I'm researching a lot of these topics, we Google our, ourselves, yeah. right? But it's not like there's a textbook yeah, that tells us not, like exactly. what to do, right? And um, it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, right. um, outside of after school curriculars, um, you mentioned here basically that a lot of the times it's very similar to grade school. It's just that they uh, want more expensive stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And they whine about it more. <laughs> right. Talk, what, talk, talk to us a little bit about what your thoughts are there. Well, I mean, obviously with, um, you know, when you have the teenage angst and all that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, with teenage angst, um, I think when you're a toddler, you don't really care about other, like, you know, like peer pressure and things like that. I mean, you may get a um, glimpse of it, but they don't really understand that. Yep. Whereas with, like, you know, when you go into high school, it's like, there's all, there's a certain, like, sociological, um, psychological and sociological, like, you know, um, uh, framework that you're yep. in, right? Oh, maybe not framework factors. Factors, yeah. 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 So it's just that now you have to, you know, you 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 worry about being cool and all that stuff. And I mean, and social media now. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just like I could imagine that you know, if like your friends get like the newest iPhones and you're still running on your, you know, if you had the iPhone 20, you're on your iPhone 10, which is like you know crazy <laughs> uh, to think about right now. <laughs> but I mean, you're probably so gonna get though. made front fun of and all that yeah. stuff, right? So that's why I'm saying that you know, more than likely they they want more expensive stuff, and it's really like I mean, even you know, as as teenagers, it's hard to. Um, not, you know, shrug that stuff off your shoulders sure. and all that, right? I mean, as adults, you can go like, shoot, yeah. man, you don't pay my bills. I don't yeah. care about what you yep. think, you know? Yep. But as a teenager, I mean, just... Very impressionable yeah, at that time. Yeah, very, very impressionable. So, I mean, I don't know what these expensive stuff would pertain to, but, I mean, I could, I would only imagine that, you know, uh, things like clothes, your appearance, and your, you know, maybe the things that you own are yeah. really big, really important things. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I feel like with more and more technology, technological advances, it's just mm. going to increase the cost over time. Too. Right. Yeah. What about one of the bigger ones, of course? When you're 15, 16, obviously the big thing is I want to start driving. Oh, yes. What are some costs involved there that you know you anticipating for Heather? You know, with this one, I, I'm actually on the fence with this one because um, you know when I was with that mentoring program, a lot of the students that were with us they you know they, they didn't really have a priority to drive oh really. interesting it's weird because i remember when i was for us when i was 15 and a half that's when i went to go get my permit like took all i took all my driver's ed courses when i was 15 so that yeah. way when i was 15 and a half like i can go take the drive um the permit test and yeah. then you know get the ball rolling so that way i can get my keys and my driver's license as soon as possible but with these kids these days i mean it just seems like they would rather uber or they would rather just you know, have their parents driving around or oh, it's just, it's just, a you know, the idea of like transporting themselves was not a priority. So mm-hmm. that's why I have a feeling that with my daughters, um, you know, it's gonna, they're probably gonna feel more that way. Yeah. But I mean, I, of course, like, I mean, there's other, um, I've also seen other students where like, you know, they couldn't wait to get their cars and all that as well. But it just seems like that, um, it's more of the exception than the norm these yeah, days. There's right? a lot more options today. I feel like right. than in the past when we were growing up. Exactly. Hmm. So, I mean, it's just like, it's like easier to, uh, you know, share Uber with your friends yeah. <laughs> to go to the mall or whatever, right? But I, I don't even know to go to the mall anymore. To be honest, I know. Yeah, whatever these kids that shows your age, man. Right? Well, we used to just hang out at the mall. Yeah. Um, what exactly. about uh, what other? But car insurance—that's yeah, a big one, yeah. right? So, what are some of the things that people should really think about? 
from a cost perspective? So car insurance, I mean, for a 16 year old, it's going to be really, really expensive. I mean, I think in this, um, I think I might have even written it down here, like it's but expensive. Well, actually, I didn't write that. That's, that's off the cuff, people. <laughs> I, was like, I don't see that here, man. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do here? It's, but I mean, bottom line, it is really expensive. Yeah, and it's going to be, I mean, at least double or triple what you currently pay today under your premium. I'm assuming that you're paying a you know, lower rate and so forth. Um, I, I, I even have uh, you know uh, some information from carinsurance.com, which I will mm. link in the show notes, that says that for a, a Californian female driver, for a full, assuming full coverage, right? Um, the, you know, you're expected to spend about fifty five hundred dollars a year, which is your Roth IRA max, oh right? God, I was just going to say. But the thing is, I, I don't know. Uh, the one thing I'm not sure about the study is what type of car they drive, because depending oh, on the car they drive and the zip code and so forth, that makes a real big uh, difference on you know what your premium is going to look like. Like somebody who drives in L.A. versus somebody who drives in the middle of the desert are going to have two completely different premiums, right? Right. Um, but I mean, but I mean, so that's for a female. So a California male. In the same um, website says that you're gonna you're expected to pay about six thousand eight hundred a year. Wow! Which I mean, I, I kind of find That's it hard to believe that people crazy. are paying this much for car insurance because it seems. I mean, they must be driving like Rolls Royce or yeah. something like that to be paying these prices. But I mean, for like a Honda Civic or like uh, you know something like like a Toyota Corolla, I, I mean, be better. It's like. I'm pretty sure the car that they're driving is wor- not even worth this amount <laughs> in their insurance, right? So, I, you know, I, I find it kind of hard to believe, but I don't. I mean, I, maybe, I don't have kids yet who yeah. drive, so I, I, I could be wrong. But there this. are ways to save on car insurance, though, right? Of course. So, um, I mean, this is something that I mean that all of us in our in the Doe household when I was growing up had to have was good grades. Yep. So, um, I mean, some of my brothers, they, you know, they didn't uh, have the greatest of grades, but I mean, for me. The fact that I had good grades, uh, it was expected for me to get good grades. So, um, you know, that's one way to lower ca- uh, car insurance. Um, another way is to, you know, um, uh, one thing that is pretty common is to add the, the teenager to, to, to the parent's policy. Um, that should lower. I mean, it's not going to lower it a, a ton, like, you know, by half or anything, but it should lower it some, it gives you some sort of discount because you have that, you know, usually you have the house and multiple car discounts and so forth, right? Yep. Another thing is, I know this is something that my parents' policy does. So they basically, even though like, the kid usually drives like the newer car because it's safer and so forth. Um, on the policy, they, they actually make the, um, the the teenager drive like uh, um, like one of the older cars that mm. aren't worth very much. So they kind of shift like you know prior, um, who drives what car. But I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really make a difference because they're all going to be parked in the same household. Um, they're all and you know and they're they are all allowed to drive everybody's cars. But I mean, if you shift the cars around, like you know, you don't want to put the teenager on the brand new car that you have that is worth the most. So if you put that person on like a on an older car, then it should uh, it should lower it somewhat. Got it. Yeah. And one other thing I put here is uh you know you definitely you should shop around for your insurance because if even if you were with you know um, with Uncle Joe, <laughs> uh, you know for the last twenty years or so, um, when you have this new uh you know a new teenager, you should probably shop around to see if you can get you know uh, other discounts from maybe Uncle Steve instead. <laughs> oh, Uncle, yeah, Steve. Uncle Steve. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, that wraps up that part of the the podcast, fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode. I know we wanted to share a little bit on just from a lifestyle perspective, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, you are definitely in the thick of it right now, having yeah. um, again a, a both a. Would you say it's a toddler, right? Toddler, yeah. Heather is yeah, a, toddler. a toddler. Yeah. And then an infant in Eleanor. Yeah. I can't even say their names. I'm going to call them that. Okay. Um, Heather and Eleanor. Um, but in some ways, it's impacted your lifestyle quite a bit as well, right? Um, would you say that 
it's impacted more than you thought going in uh, versus less? Or did, were you pretty, you felt like you had a good sense of what it is? I think. Um, what would you say to new parents, um, maybe uh, starting to enter into this? I would say um, for the, in general, I had a good sense going in. Okay. So it, uh, a lot of numbers pretty much matched up. Um, there were some nice. numbers that I thought were lower and there were some numbers that I thought were higher. Okay. Like, for instance, daycare. Um, I was actually, ex- uh, ex- I was expecting to spend at least 1600 a month. Okay. But so you my, were right on. But no, but my daycare right now, I pay about 800 So I oh, pay nice. like, like half that. Nice. Right. And I, I, always, I also anticipated that I wasn't able to, you know, put more, you know, save more money and uh, put aside like, uh, you know, max up my Roth IRA and 401k. But you know, even with all these expenses, I'm still able to do that. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. oh, that's that's what we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. You, we we mentioned you mentioned at the beginning of the last episode that somehow you were able able to increase your net worth during right. this time. How was that possible? Well, because you don't have a life anymore. Um, you don't go out on dinner, <laughs> dinner dates with like your ah, friends and so yeah. forth, and you don't go to the bars and so forth. I mean. If you think about it, you know, when, when I, when we, before the baby, you know, when we would go out to happy hour with friends, I mean, you, you would probably spend at least maybe 50 to, you know, 50 to 70 bucks each yeah, time, right? I mean, especially, exactly. especially when you do rounds and all that stuff. But I mean, oh, Van Do with a van with a great time. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I still miss those times. Yeah. <laughs> Putting but it, together a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in, uh, but instead of that, I mean, now I'm a boring dad who puts that money into Not retirement boring. or savings now, right? Got it. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just because, you know, with um, with the kids, we do a lot of staycations. So, I mean, we usually just, you know, stay home, you know, Smart. eat dinner. And, you know, I mean, when you do that, you don't really, sp- you know, you don't buy rounds of alcohol for a lot of people yeah. around you and things like that. So. It's just, I mean, it just makes just a lot of the expenses that you had before. Um, it's just, you know, not even there anymore. It was not even a possibility. Like travel, right? That's like Correct. a great one because you, you guys used to travel a little bit more and travels right. cost money and time and effort. But now it's just harder to do so, right? Correct. If, it, if we travel, it would be local or um, if it's a big travel, then we would, you know, plan for it and use credit card miles and points to, you know, basically hack it. So that way the cost is so, so low versus before it was kind of like, Oh, there's, you know, you can go to Hawaii for like 300 bucks, yeah. like round trip, like, you know, why, you know, why, why not? not? But then like, you know, you now you you know, you have to pay for hotels and rental car and all that. I mean, that 300 bucks now turns to like three uh, $2,000, right? Got it. So it's just that, I mean, that's the one good thing about having kids is that, you know, you're not kind of, um, I mean, it, you just, you're kind of forced to not spend as much money because there aren't a lot of opportunities for you to spend that money, right? Awesome. But, I mean, you, you would feel deprived of that's for sure, so, which is kind of one of the struggles, like, you know, lack of free time and lack of personal time, mm-hmm. especially for my wife because she's still, you know, the kids are still really dependent on her. Yeah. And there, there are certain things that, you know, I that she can only provide that I can't provide, yep. obviously. So it's just for her, like her, I mean, I think I have little free time, but for her, she probably has maybe even half the free time. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so... Uh, what other struggles do you feel like impacts your, um, you know, kind of just the being a part of a growing family? Sure. So uh, the tantrums at the store, man, ah. that's just like the worst. <laughs> and I mean, I know like um, it, it, when the kids are teenagers, I mean, I, I'm sure like I would think back, like, I would rather have that tantrum over like the teenage angst any day. But I mean, right now it's just the tantrum at the store, especially when they're like tired or they're hungry and there's something about them is compromised and they see something they, they you know, they at the time they think they want <laughs> and they just scream for it. Actually, I mean, you and your wife had undermined us uh, 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 oh, at Target right. th- last week. No, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. But you know how aunts and uncles are. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, I remember like, when they she brought um you know El, uh, was not Eleanor but um I'm second Heather. yeah Heather yes brought the toy to you that she really wanted and um and she was they were like oh ask Daddy and and then I go to her, I was like Heather what did you do to deserve this <laughs> yeah that's right and then like and then like I was gonna put it back but then like I think you and um your wife were like no no we'll buy it we'll buy it we're like. 
Uh, <laughs> I've only done that one time. Yeah, man. I know, I know, but, but it's just, but it was, it's fine. No, I mean, it wasn't like sure. a big thing. I mean, yeah. if it was a big thing, then I would have definitely pushed back. But sure, sure. I mean, it was like a like a three to four dollar tour or yeah. something like that. But no, no big deal. But again, like those t- tantrums, it's just you kind of have to know when to manage that. And it's definitely, it's, it's. I always say that it's easy to be a parent or a good parent when you're well fed, you're well um, yeah. slept, and you're clean. But yeah. if any one of those are compromised, then it's just so easy just to like either. Um, give the kids whatever they want and yeah. then so they get out of your hair or just to like you know like yell at them or like you know berate them and all yeah. that right because I mean a lot of times you don't mean to do that but it's just like at the time you just all have you have all these bottled up emotions yeah <laughs> and so forth so speaking of toys oh yes I believe you also wrote here massive accumulation plastic oh my goodness yeah so <clears throat> my house used to be clean yes <laughs> it's still clean yeah but not to the standard that i like it to be so Understood. so it's just like all these plastics and toys it gets everywhere and i feel like i'm stepping on like legos like all the time yeah and it's just it gets really annoying so i guess it's just it's just you just accumulate all this junk that i mean and one thing i would recommend is before uh when you're um your spouse or your woman partner is pregnant um, make sure you do a lot of spring cleaning like at least several times to get rid of your current junk because you don't want that past junk to like you know accumulate with the new junk and all that and it's just i mean i know actually one of my friends um they they are really even though what they have uh, a kid they are very good about being minimalist and all that and every time i go over there i'm always you know i'm always like oh i'm so jealous (laughs) of the, the lack of stuff we have but to be frank with you like a lot of stuff that we um that we have are like given to us so i don't yeah. know what to do about those yeah. a lot of times so yeah i guess and it's like not much you can do about and that. of course it's like the, their new like my daughter's favorite new toy at the moment yep. right <laughs> so i can't get, can't rid, of get it. rid of it <laughs> what about daycare i know that that was something that you had talked about as a struggle as well right sure so i mean i put here that you know you should really look uh, do your research on daycare because and also talk to um you know, people who are already in daycare to get a good idea of, you know what what are good and what are bad daycares right mm-hmm. um and uh, just to get a good uh, rule of thumb on pricing as well, because um, all the daycares, uh, we probably, uh, when we were researching this, we probably looked at, uh, visited about a dozen daycares. And the two daycares that were on the top of our list were word of mouth daycares. And they were not in any database that we were looking at. So mm, I would say, yeah, just yeah, be kind of more savvy about it. Don't just take, you know, don't just go and take the daycare, um, the you know, the director of the daycare's word for it. Uh, talk to some of the parents and so forth to oh, you get nice. an idea of, you know, if it's a good place. Very cool. Yeah. Let's wrap up, Van. Um, sure. I know that we're we're coming up on uh, forty five minutes. 45 minutes yeah. So uh, let's just talk about just wrapping this up in in a nice little bow, mm-hmm. uh, because of course, our podcast always at the end. We try to tie this back to building wealth. If you are, if our, one of our listeners right now are in the boat of, you know, they're about to have a baby. First off, congratulations from our team, yeah. Ben and I. Um, or condolences, wherever, wherever way you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of the things that really people, like, let's, let's kind of summarize uh, sure. some of the things that people should start thinking about. Uh, what would you say are some best practices as they're starting to take on this uh, very new chapter in their lives that they've never experienced before? Certainly. So, again, I mean, all the stuff, all the you know, plastics that you're going to accumulate and all that, trying to get them used or, you know, gifted to you if you can because yep. – you don't really want to be paying full price for these items, yep. and it's uh, and I mean they're gonna they're basically use um the you know they don't retain any value yeah. afterwards anyway, so you might hard as well, to sell probably. Yeah, I mean a lot of times people just donate um this uh, these kind of type of material to the goodwill like in droves right in yep. bags and boxes and so forth. So you know, cap- definitely capitalize on that if yep. you can. 
Um, also, again, start college savings early. I mean, again, it's a s- simple fundamental that you can follow. I mean, it may be hard to do based on your budget, but you should, you know, again, if the earlier you can start this, the you know, the easier and better that it can be, and the more you can accumulate and use the you know the gift of time, right, yep. <laughs> to compound those interests for you. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see, life insurance. So this is something that we've talked about a few times, and I think this is actually really important. Like, I mean, I actually prefer uh, ref- um, prefer that you get life insurance when um, you are married, because that's when you have some uh, somebody else that you're legally like obligated to. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, you know, but if you don't get it when you're married, like for sure get it when you have kids, because the thing is. You don't want to, the, those kids to be a burden to somebody else. Um, I mean, you are going to place a burden on somebody else when you have, when you like, you know, will them over to somebody, you know, to like a, another family member and so forth. But don't make like the financial side a burden to them, right? Sure. So, um, because, you know, more, more than likely your kid isn't going to be making any income unless you're like a movie star or whatever, yeah. right? <laughs> or doing some kind of YouTube commercials or whatever. That's true. But I would say that, um, you know, think about getting life insurance so that, you know, in the, in the event that either one of you or one of the parents or both parents, um, you know, unfortunately are deceased, then you, you at least have some sort of money to help, you know, the person um, still alive to take care of your kids. Got it. Yeah. What about living wills and trusts? This is something you taught me when about marriage. When yeah. We that episode, but um, are you saying that if you don't have it now, when you get married, this is a really good time to think about it? This is um, an absolute very good time. I yep. mean, it's uh, I would say it's very crucial because I mean nobody knows when they're going to die, right? Yeah. So I mean, this is just another layer of security where um, you don't want you, people to be fighting over custody for the kids when yeah. you know when yeah if and if you ever pass on. Um, I mean, you, you want you want clear instructions, and you want to have um, be able to provide, uh, you know, you want you want your own opinion or your own judgment on who would be good to you know, take care of your uh, your kids, right? Right. Because- and you and you, we should also be adjusting this living will and trust every time you have a baby as well, right? Even I mean, if you had one, you should be looking at it again, right? It depends. I mean, you can write it in a way where it says like all living oh, survivors of your, you know, um, can, you know, are um, going to be, you know, custody of this person. But I mean, it's still something good to like review, like maybe once every couple of years or whenever there's a life changing event, right? Cool. Um, because you don't want, like if you're divorced and you recently married, you don't want oh, all those, true. those assets yeah. to your divorced wife right. <laughs> or your spouse, right? Right. So, I mean, it's just something that you should look at whenever you have a big um, turn of event. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, I mean, obviously a lot of things to think about um, when you're having a baby. This is a lot of times finances isn't top of mind. Right. If someone says, oh, gosh, you guys have just given me so much like a headache. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what are some of the things that you would let them know? Like if you mm-hmm. if you were stressed out going into this, what is something that you think? Do you think like doing all these things is necessary? And if you don't do it, everything's going to fall apart. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, you have to do everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's why I live by my life by. No, but I mean, I, to me, it, it wasn't that overwhelming because this is, these are things that I want to accomplish anyways. Um, but I think for people who are not used to, you know, this type of thinking, um, I would say, you know, definitely, you know, figuring out. Um, your medical expenses, like all mm-hmm. your, uh, your short-term costs, and li- getting a life insurance and living will and trust, those are obviously the biggest you know um, things that you can do relatively easy. Um, and also buying used is, is yeah. relatively easy. But I mean, th- again, this is just our opinion, right? I yeah. mean, you should do whatever works for you sure. and whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. And if you are comfortable with, um, you know, being living on a life of the at the edge all the time, then that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for my wife and I, we like to be we are planners, so we yeah. rather, we prefer that. But I mean, just just do this at your own cadence, right? Yeah. 
So, I mean, I'm sure, I, don't, I think you and your wife would do this even, you know, much more differently than, you know, my wife and I do. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's a combination of, um, you know, what you said today as well as just maybe our own personal style, how we would approach it. But right. um, I think you've given a lot of best practices. But at the end of the day, I like what you wrote here, Van. I mean, if, you know, not if, if you're stressing out, you know, at the end of the day, you want to put things in perspective. Right. Um, you know, like Van said, you know, there there's some good tips here that works, I think, across anybody. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you should look at what works for you. Right. And, I mean, like college savings, I mean, th- th- you could probably put that towards, you know, near, not towards the bottom, but like you could deprioritize, yeah. right? Because, I mean, the worst case scenario is they can get out loans, exactly. right? I mean, which means they could still go to college still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like that. So exactly what Van said. I mean, a lot of times you should really look at what is most priority mm-hmm. and make sure you take care of those and the nice to haves. You know, there are other ways if you're not able to afford it right off the bat. But, right. Uh, some things to think about. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Anything else, Van? This was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks I, for I actually, walking us through I actually it. didn't think this episode was going to go an hour long. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. But uh, I guess a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But if uh, anybody has any questions or concerns or feedback, please reach out to us at awordaboutwealth at gmail.com mm-hmm. or visit us on our website, awordaboutwealth.com. And yeah. we will see you next time. And again, uh, just I'm, I'm curious to see what other people have thoughts about this because, yes. I mean, everyone's going to have something unique to say about it. Yeah, we'd love right. to learn. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Take care.